As an American, there is no greater privilege and responsibility than choosing who will represent you and your family to determine the course of history, your lives, the economy, your health, your safety. On November 3rd, please choose to vote. To vote early or if you need an absentee or mail-in ballot, please visit vote.org. Your future self thanks you. This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Weird facts. Cotton candy was invented by a dentist. A cloud can weigh more than a million pounds. The sea-dwelling comb jelly has a disappearing butt. And funny people talking is... is still here, folks. What a... what a wacky world. This is Funny People Talking. Hello, it's me, Mrs. Kasha Davis, and I would rather be eating someone else's boogers than listening to funny people talking. Funny people. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking. Boy, oh, Boy, are we glad you're here, and I think you're just going to have a grand old time on this particular episode. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Rako, and with me, my very good friend and incredible co-host, Ms. Dresden Engel. Hey, Dres. Hello. Hey, hey. How are you? I am absolutely fantastic. I love summer, but I think I love fall more, so I'm one of those, you know, Libras. One of those pump. Now, honey girl, home girl's a Leo all day long. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, that's right. I knew that. Pumpkin spice latte girl you want to kick. That's a T-shirt if I ever heard one. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, good to see you. We're going to have a lot of fun in this show. And with with us, of course, our good friend and our producer, Elsie. Hey, Elsie. Hi. Elsie, are you a pumpkin spice latte girl? Yeah. I like that. Cool. That's good. That actually surprises me immensely, Elsie. (laughs) It really does. I pick you more for like a cinnamon stick maximum. Or black, small. Yeah, black. Black. I like Black like her soul. I like, what? (laughs) Sorry. (gasps) No, I like everything. I like like black coffee. I like pumpkin spice coffee. I like bacon coffee. Of course you love it. Have you ever had licorice coffee? Yeah, that's good, too. Have you ever had licorice coffee? Do you like licorice dress? I do like licorice, but I didn't know it existed. It's Are you fabulous. just making that up? Are you no, making no, it up? No, swear to God. licorice coffee. It's really good. Yeah. And does that mean black or red? Black. It's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black licorice. Black do you like, licorice. Do you like black, black licorice? licorice matters. Yeah, I like yes. black licorice a lot. Elsie, would you make a note, little producer duty here? I want to find and send Dresden some licorice coffee. Yep. Okay. Uh, does that mm. does that interest? Uh, I'm going to turn to our guest right now. Uh, uh, thank you, Elsie. We have an apps. I'm about to ask the guest a question, but I figured maybe I should introduce the guest first. Yes. Wowie, do we have a guest? We have a guest, Mrs. Kasha. Davis, who's with us, 
in all of her glory. And Dresden, you actually know Kasha, so I would love if it's okay with you to sort of turn the introduction over to you. Would you tell oh, us? Thank you. Would Such you an give honor. us? Would you present Miss Kasha Davis to our, I would our audience? I'd love to present Miss Kasha Davis, celebrity housewife, season seven, RuPaul's Drag Race, and I have had the honor of not only being friends with the brilliantly talented Mrs. Kasha Davis, who can also dance and sing and do comedy, but I have had the uh, pleasure within the last year to be at Rule Paul's Drag Con in New York City and see the fans adore Mrs. Kasha Davis. The lines that went forever, people just dying to meet her, take a photo with her, and it's because everyone feels they know her, everyone feels that they feel your mom, right? Brilliant, amazing Kasha Davis. Why does everyone love you so much, darling? Hello. <laughs> I, have oh, I love this. I yeah. love this. I, I love props. this. The sequin microphone. The sequin microphone. <laughs> you know, you have to maybe. use. I don't know. You ha exactly. <laughs> this is a diamond microphone. This is what we use in Fairport, New York, where life is fair. <laughs> I'm not from Webster, <laughs> where life is worth living. I'm not that fancy yet, but. I am so delighted to be here, truly. And as Dresden said, and I paid her to say, I have been friends with her for quite a while, and we've had a hoot and a holler together, and she has been in, yes. in that order, or was it holler first or hoot first? Well, with, with Dresden, it's more of a hoot. As she said earlier, she's a basic bitch, and I am too. <laughs> she doesn't just like pumpkin spice lattes. She likes Costco. So... <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, let's not get too crazy. No, we've 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 had fun. I actually uh, I had a song once. People called me basic. Uh, you know the kids on the www the World Wide Web. They called me oh, basic, thanks. and I made a song out of it because that's what you do. You make lemonade out of lemons is what you do. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that's what that's what goes on. Now I have a question for you, real quick here, Kasha. So far, I think you've taken either two or three props from behind you <laughs> in your story time area. Are you aware of the props and have made use of them, or have you planted these props hoping to use them? Now, tell me the truth. Well, here's the thing. I have, like, six jokes, and they're all just laid out all around. And so there's not a lot. There's not really a lot going on. Usually, I'm down here alone with my biggest fan, and... Uh, uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, usually it's one of the ceiling fans, but today I have a hand one. No, oh. they're just, you know, canned old you know, dad jokes. I'm Mrs. Kasha Davis, dad jokes and address. Oh, that's a marquee thing right there. There dad it is, joke. right? That, that, I'm sure you, you've already figured out what your memoir title is going to be, but that's a, that should be a contender right there. But we need an adjective because your dad jokes are like clever. Diva dad yeah, well, jokes. I yeah, get them out of yeah. a book that I bought at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> no, just a whole corny aunt who drinks a little too much and gives you a kiss and then hurts your ear for an hour afterwards. <laughs> you know, that's, that's Mrs. Kasha Davis, you know? Well, Mrs. Kasha Davis, we are so delighted you're here. My question, by the way, was, do you like licorice? And it's okay if you don't, but do you, do you like black licorice? I keep it clean, Kasha. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, no, honestly, I don't like black licorice. No, I don't like that flavor. And you know what? Maybe I'll That's try because as you get cool. older, they say your taste buds change. And boy, am That's I it. an old bag. So uh, <laughs> I could try. But Dresden mentioned the cherry, you know, licorice. Now that might be nice. But I don't know about with oh, coffee. I think I think with coffee that might be interesting. You might have to send me some That'd too. 
Yeah, I, send I, it I'm to telling you what, that is why I'm asking. I'm going to get your address and send you a, a, a when we find it. We'll again, we'll we'll send you back, and yes. then uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Love oh to gosh. hear about it. Uh, we, by the way, we we don't have business with a, a coffee company or anything like that. This is just a personal thing. So, all right, we have a great show coming up. I feel it's already been a good show, and there's yeah. lots more coming up. We are going to talk a little bit about what we've been up to lately. We're going to take a visit into Dresden's celebrity world or the world of Dresden plus celebrities we're also going to have another episode of yum or yuck with uh miss elsie and of course we're going to play an improv game with mrs kasha davis and we are also going to find out lots more about the world o kasha coming up right after this but first i have a question for you dresden Ooh. And the question is, I noticed that there are what I count, and I may not have the count correct, but I count somewhere between three and 400 multicolor troll dolls that are stacked all around you right now where you're recording this. And I've never seen you with that many of anything around (laughs) you. What is your explanation of three to 400, I'm guessing, multicolor troll dolls? Why? Oh, well, Mark, let me tell you about these troll dolls. I like an array of color. I also like to feel better about my own hair. And looking at they're really not very good hairstyles, it makes me feel a little bit better. It also makes me think of the starving children in Africa that my mother always told me, you know, I had to eat all my food because there were children starving in Africa. So now I collect these plastic naked children together so if i do have extra food i can share it with them directly so it's a combination of a really a giving spirit mixed with confidence via comparison yes it is and um you know it could be considered hoarding in a very strange way (laughs) Um, And, and certainly hoarding if you didn't give the kids the food too right yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, the new term trolls on the Internet. So I figured if I gather all the trolls here, nobody could say anything bad about me on the social. <laughs> all right. On that note, Dresden, why don't you tell me to start the show? I'm also kind of terrified now in my office in the dark, thinking there's trolls surrounding my office. Hey, Mark, let's start the show. All right. From the Mouth Media Network Studios in New York City, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rago, Dresden Engel, and Elsie. All right, everybody. Uh, glad you're here with us on Funny People Talking. Of course, we are here with Mrs. Kasha Davis. I just feel like I need to keep adding many adjectives to that. You know, the yes. the uh, Empress, Mrs. Kasha Davis. Lovely that's, and vivacious. That's more of a noun, I guess. But yeah. That old bag. This that old bag. bag. <laughs> yeah. Right. Basic. So have- seasoned. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you want to know the truth. For those folks who don't realize we are all watching each other on a video screen yes. just to be able to interact because of the Rona. We can't be together in, in the big cité. But I was feeling pretty good looking at myself and then 
the glamorous, lovely, beautiful Mrs. Kasha oh. Davis popped up. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to go put it on a little more rouge. Yeah. Again, I just sent you $10 in your Venmo. And just so you know, up from here up is Mrs. Kasha Davis. From here down is Ed. It's hairy legs and balls right. out. Can we so, see it at the end? Yeah, we, yeah oh, sure. I, it, I didn't hear balls out. <laughs> Guys, can I just tell you something? Because Kasha and I have mutual friends, she puts the funniest things in her Venmo memos. <laughs> she'll just, oh. she'll, she'll write tampons, yeah. pregnancy tests. Like, I love reading your Venmo. <laughs> she's checking to see how much money I'm spending is what she's doing. Uh, uh, yeah, well, that's good, it. You that's know. it. Exactly. Well, I don't really know how many tampons you could buy for $10, to be honest with you, but. It keeps you thinking. Doesn't it, yeah. though? Okay. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Always done. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You want to okay. be free. Okay. All right. So here's what we're going to do to start out here a little bit. We have yet on this show to have an official Dresden celebrity moment. And Dresden oh. and I kind of figured out if we were going to do this, should there be a title for this segment? And I threw out Pop Goes the Dresden. I think Dresden said something like a Dresden celebrity moment. Or, or just a Dresden moment. Uh, yes, a, a Dresden Cause, moment. Because I'm from Kodak Town, you know, Kodak That's right. moment. You know. So, ladies and gentlemen. And now, it's time for... Dresden Moments. Here's the concept of the Dresden Moment. You may not realize this, and maybe a little bit in our first episode with Dresden, you heard it, but Dresden, and I think you probably know this, Kasha, Dresden has had an interaction, probably like you have, with many a celebrity, and she seems to have an unending river of stories. And I've asked her every so often on this show, if not every show, to have one at the ready. And I don't even know if you need to. I think they just come to you. But I was sort of curious who you wanted to talk about today and if it was inspired in any way by Kasha. There's a couple of different ones that I'm looking at. I had the benefit for a couple of decades to be public relations director at a film and photography museum and through other public relations interchanges in my life. I've had the incredible pleasure of meeting fabulous people. And I have so many, but to be inspired by Mrs. Kasha Davis, I think I'm going to have to go with Faye Ray, one of the first divas ever, 1933 King Kong. So we're celebrating her 93rd birthday and I have all this press ready to meet her. I mean, if you Google, go to black and white, the gorgeous blonde screaming made me think of Kasha. And the... Lovely 93-year-old woman just about to introduce King Kong, the movie, but we have press coming first. And she says, I can't do interviews right now. We just had spinach salad for dinner. (laughs) I have spinach in my teeth. I said, I don't see any spinach. I need to floss my teeth. Well, she didn't have any. So I rustled up a security guard, one of those little dental floss things that come in the little cellophane. And then she said, I can't do it myself. The lighting is not good in this restroom. So I'm the only one in this entire listenership who has flossed Fay Ray's teeth. Originally King Kong. And then my very strange brother-in-law kept it so he could clone her in the future. But that's another story. There you go. Time. (laughs) And scene. 
That will be the oldest star I will bring up. I promise they'll get more contemporary as we go. Why? I don't care. That's great. Faye Ray. Faye Ray. Yeah. Lost Faye yeah. Ray's cheek. Whatever so happened really... to Faye Ray? So beautiful Kasha has, has starred as Off-Broadway and in Rochester, New York, uh, as Rocky in uh, the Rocky fabulous yeah, Rocky Horror and wow. Slade. And, you know, like I said, also a Frank. singer and dancer. So, so many people don't no favorite, but they know her name from that song. Right. You started fr- as Frank right. Furter. Yes, Frank. Not Rocky. I don't I don't have those oh, guns anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, darling. Yeah. She just wanted to give you the title, the title role, you know. Which, yes, yes, yes. Technically. So uh yeah. all right. Well, thank you, Dresden, for that. That was awesome. And, and uh, disgusting. And disgusting. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I Could you imagine? Had to, I had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you quickly, uh, Mrs. Kasha Davis, not to be too buried in COVID stories and so forth, but I'm curious what it's been like for you in the times that you needed to quarantine, the difference that it's been for you to be able to go out and strut your stuff versus trying to do what you need to do remotely through distance and trying to convey in all seriousness, the same level of fabulousness (laughs) where, like you said, they may only be seeing you from here up. There's a difference in presentation doing something through video than it is in person and the way that you can move the entire body and they can see the entire ensemble and the way that you walk and move around is very different. Um, And so my question is, is how have you had to think about the way that you present yourself to give the same level of impact yeah. that you want to deliver, knowing that it's confined to... Actually, de- Mark, can I, can I just way. jump in here? Yes. Kelsey, can we start a new thing? Can we do this for each other? Can we have like a safe word per show? Like if someone's going too long, like Kasha knew how to answer your question. Oh, I so see. if I ever go too long, you ever go too long. Like, like that's great. Iguana, I love that. Like you can have a safe word on the show. Donkey. Yeah. So <laughs> DeLorean. I'll out, yeah. And you, okay. So you pick Kasha, you pick what should our safe word be? Cause I would have yelled the safe word. Cause I could tell you already knew exactly what yeah, Mark was I, asking you. I, so I'm going to say iguana. Mark, what would you say? Is safe word. Pickle. Okay. Pickle. Elsie, that's you, perfect. Do Let's one? just do pickle. Let's... Okay. We picked pickle. Pickle, pickle. pickle. <laughs> Okay. So Mark, I'm going to say pickle because Kasha knows exactly what you want her to say. Okay. Great. <laughs> great. I feel very good about myself right now. So, okay, so... <laughs> well, you get to pickle me later. <laughs> yeah. I have a pickle story for you at some point. I tell you. No, I feel you. I feel you have a pickle story right now. Have, you can't bring up a pickle story and delay it to later. Okay. So when I came out to my mother, she's an Italian diva, and my father's a strong, like bull, Ukrainian U.S. marshal. And my mother said, "Eddie, no, you don't want to touch somebody's pickle or put your pickle in somebody's dupa." What? What is she saying? You know. Anyway. I love pickles, and they're a staple in our house. But I'll tell you, to answer your question, for me, the minute we had gone to lockdown, schedule, like everybody else, cleared. And I am brought up in Scranton, Pennsylvania, coal mining town. I'm a a hard worker. I'm going to figure it out. A lot of my peers stopped and didn't know what to do and were paralyzed. And I said, Listen, bitches, we were on television. You've got a box to perform in. 
make it happen, you know? <laughs> and for me, my yeah. favorite thing to do is story time with the children. Because when I was a little boy, girl, gal, girl, boy, fella, uh, back in Scranton, <laughs> Elton John and Liberace and Barry Manilow were straight. And so I didn't have examples of these people being themselves. And so story time was extremely important to me to continue doing. And now we've done our story time 46 times live from our house. That Thank is you. amazing. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you, I've not repeated an outfit. Wow. Talk about a hoarder. And I can keep going. Uh, my mother taught me how to shop. That's right. Not to manage a checkbook, but who manages checkbooks anymore? It's all on Venmo. No, they manage you. <laughs> That's right. And so I just said, we have to get online and we have to do it. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and, and so I've, I've got bookings and gigs for colleges mm -hmm. because people are still looking for entertainers to get on and just relate and be honest and have fun. And plus, you're also on Cameo, oh, yeah. right? I mean, listen, that's like my part-time job. Sometimes it's even been better than that. Some queens of my sisters of RuPaul's Drag Race are charging hundreds of dollars to say hello on Cameo. And I thought, I want to do more Cameos for less money so that people share it and then more people see it to yeah. make it affordable because people, you know, so I'm 20 bucks. Well, I, I think that's an incredible bargain. Well, Amazing. Yeah. And, and what kind of messages would you give somebody? So somebody goes on Cameo. They fall in love with you through this podcast if they didn't already know you. What kind of messages do you offer up to folks? So when you go on Cameo, you can get a hello from, you know, celebrities and those yeah. of us that, you know, are working towards that status. But the bottom line <laughs> is people are set wanting to wish a happy birthday. People are looking for advice. People just want to want you to say hello and make them laugh. And so you take a few minutes and it, you record something and it gets sent out right off of your phone like an app. Well, it is it's an fabulous. App. Yeah. It's great. I've used Cameo quite a few times to give people congratulations or whatever. It's a wonderful service, and I'm glad that you're a part of it. And, yeah, that's fabulous. Um, you know, I hope they Venmo me something for that. So anyway, <laughs> a quick comment, by the way. You used the word dupa, and that is what we called a bot. When I was growing up, we called it a dupa. And I was talking to my father the other day, and we actually discussed this and reminded it. And I reminded him, guess what we used to call a fart when I was a growing puck. up? We called it a poo-poo spirit. Poo-poo spirit? And we would use it in, in That's my direct name. That's right. Poo <laughs> now come into the stage, everybody. It's, it's poo-poo yeah. spirit. I and love we used that. it as a in verb form also. Like, uh-oh, I poo-poo spirited. So yeah. that's my favorite. My parents anyway. said pook. You made a pook. Oh. Yeah. Because that's sometimes what it sounds like, really. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know. That's right. right. Ever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's right. Uh, and right. I grew so up in a Catholic household, and back, no one did that ever. With, uh, it was not discussed. There were no dupas. And a little no yuck or yuck with Elsie. And, of course, an improv game. And we're going to get a little deeper dive with uh, Mrs. Kasha Davis. Although I feel like we've been learning all about her all along. Right after this. In case you're wondering, we're basically the Jar Jar Binks of podcasts. This is Funny People Talking.
All right, everybody, we are back. And before we go any further, a little housekeeping, uh, just to let you know, Mrs. Kasha Davis. Uh, Kasha, we give a big salute to the incredible and estimable Tina Fey. I don't know if you're a fan or not. Yes. But she's one of the number one people we would love. She is the number one person that we would love to have on this show in any form format drive-by postcard it doesn't matter just (laughs) something it comes from the fact that i've had several near misses with her over the years and i i just feel the need to close the circle and this is a perfect place to do it so we do a little salute to the comedy gods and put it out to the universe so we're going to do that now you're welcome to participate or just watch it's up to you so i'll lead it off and if elsie and dresden wants to join me i appreciate it this is just our way of putting it out to the universe oh comedy gods please bring (laughs) tina fey to us we love you, Tina. Come on, Faye. Faye, come on, Tina. Faye. We love you, Tina. Faye. We want you here because you are not a mean girl. You're not mean, and we hope you will join us. We'll join you. Yes, Tina Faye will join us. Yes, she will. That's all we ask. Thank you, and amen. Thank you so much, Kasha. All right, amen. So uh, before we get into our improv game, Ms. Elsie, our producer, always has something to do with food on the show. Lately, at her Instagram, at Elsie, the producer. And by the way, you can also follow us at Funny People Talking. But at Elsie, the producer, Elsie's been putting out a series of videos recently that are her way of tasting food since we can't do it actually on the show right now because of quarantine and social distancing and remote calls and everything. And we call it Yum or yuck. She tastes snacks from anywhere in the world that she's been able to find them and shares the experience with us and tells us what she thinks. And uh, let's let's go, Elsie. How about a little yum or yuck? What do you have for sure. us today? Um, oh, I'm sorry. I need to explain to Kasha. And then she rates it on a scale of chickens. <laughs> okay. You're on, Elsie. She loves bacon. She's cantankerous in her cats and a jazz band. She's the producer. It's Elsie. Right. So um, today I have a snack from Egypt. And um, I... You're kidding me. It's... Uh, wow. It's called Crazy Tomato Puffs. And I just like... The, I like the packaging. If it tastes good, it's even better, but... It's all about the packaging on this one. So check this out. Oh, my gosh. There's like two puffs and one's angry and one's happy. Yeah. Who cares? They're Crazy angry and happy. Tomato. They have faces. Yeah. 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 Crazy tomato you're, puffs. You're, you're jumping in for emotion. I'm horrified that they're personified. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's like the Cheeto. I like Yeah. I, I hope you don't open it and they have those little faces on them. And you yeah, see them as they open I'm going to open them. Okay. You know, I got to tell you, so my uh, heritage is is Egyptian. My grandfather was born in Cairo. That's right. I forgot that. I have never heard of a processed product coming from Egypt. Well, it's 2020. (laughs) I know. They have these great big metal tubes that fly in the air called planes, President. No, I'm just saying I'm very, very excited. This is cool. All right. Let's let's see what's going going on. So they smell like ketchup. They smell like ketchup, and mm. they, what do they okay. look like? They just look like cheese puffs. So, basically. but wait, Elsie, I'm big on this smell. Going in now that you've smelled it, are you discouraged a little? No. All right, chop, but, chop but it's like sweet, sugary kind of ketchup. Okay, it's sweet. So the good kind. 
And there are there any faces on the Cheeto? Witness. Okay, they're faces. It does, it, it does just look like a cheese puff, kind of little, right little, small. little red on them. Like a like an anorexic cheese puff. All right. Like skinny. One, Munch two, away, girl. three, go. Oh, satisfying crunch. Mm-hmm. Wow. What do you think? They're more dense than like uh, cheese puffs here. There's more to them. They're not as airy. But they're good. They're good. She's having another. She said, that's two. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That says how, something. What what do you how many chickens you give this? They're good. Are they overwhelmingly tomatoey? No. Are they crazy? No. So, um, if it were just based on packaging, I'd say seventy two out of seventy two. I'm gonna say like fifty five out of seventy two, just because I'm not oh, getting crazy. God. I'm not getting so much tomato. But they're good. So you're not getting on a plane to go to Egypt and get more, but but if you said you the if you time. said do you want to have a bag of those pops, I would say sure, sure they're good, yeah. they're yeah. good. That's a good one. But but okay, just don't okay. don't tell me that they're crazy or a tomato. So, <laughs> so officially, yum or yuck? Yum. All they're right. yum, but, cool. but like yeah. Is it too much of an endorsement for me to ask where you found them? Because I'm intrigued by my food made by my brethren. These were actually given to me. Oh, okay. Sometimes people okay. give me 15... stuff because they want me to try it because they're too afraid or or they want to so see have, my reaction. We have Remy Malik and Cheetos with Faces coming from Egypt. And they're 15 and... years old. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> they're 15 years old. A friend was still, they were so afraid to try them. They were like, I don't know. (laughs) Elsie will try them. Well, it's funny because the. uh, Like he likes it. The the unhappy cheese puff on the cover used to be happy about 15 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. It's been so long away. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, Elsie. That was fun. Um, I wish I I could try that. I wonder if they sell them as a part of a pyramid scheme. Oh! (laughs) And Mrs. Kasha Davis with the win. She gets the win at the buzzer. Because because I'm sitting here with all my Egyptian blood pumping through me, trying to come up with a joke. You win, Mm. sister. Oh, that's hilarious. Very, very nice. Bow to you. I know, exactly. Is that hair heavy, Kasha? Are you talking about the hair on my back or the hair on my head? (laughs) Whatever's funnier. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I shaved my chesticles for your entertainment tonight. But I did not shave my arms because they're down here uh-huh. but i did wear nails yeah. because my drag mother always said you have to wear nails oh, my wig i counted the other day i think i have 46 wigs styled wigs like this it's beautiful it's like 34 34 a giant shell yeah it is you know and i have a, a designer uh one designer in rochester and another one and this right here is like foam so you know yeah. drag queens have to wow. play with the idea of proportion so you have to have big hair when you have these broad shoulders and I always got to have the boobs out because that just makes the fellas go wild. <laughs> yeah. Us guys don't have hips, so you got to wear couch cushions on your hips oh, to well, give that illusion. Mark, I got to tell you, I yeah. I consider Kasha, not that I'm an expert, but, you know, watch RuPaul, go to DragCon, been kicking around a while. The hardest working the hardest working person in her field that I know. And and actually um, has made a documentary about her that's going to be coming out soon. Oh, and yay. the title, so it backs what I'm saying, I'm not the only one thinking this, it's called Workhouse Queen. Kasha, when can we see this, love? It's called Workhorse Queen. Workhorse. Yes. 
And it's coming out for the fall. Film festivals will be shown, I guess, virtually. And wow. I'm flattered and nervous and excited. And she is a filmmaker who traveled with me to Australia and California and New York City and was on tour with me and filmed everything. And she's like, sometimes it's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, there's Ooh. sometimes when you get a little mad. I'm like, well, yeah, I appreciate what you said, Tristan. I work very hard. I've been taught to work very hard by my parents. And, you know, one of the things I think I have to work a little bit harder because I'm older. I'm going to be 50. And a lot of the drag queens are 20 year old queens. And yeah. they skyrocket on social media. And then that coincides with popularity, which coincides with bookings. And so for my, my experience has been that I have to work a little bit harder. And I'm not afraid of that. But sometimes it's like, you know, where's the break? Yeah. Well, you've gotten well you know what i'm saying like that that next level you know and i say i i yeah I, oh, you know i i think this show is that <laughs> well I'm kidding, yeah i'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah that's no, what no. she was leading no. up to mark and i i know I no on but oh uh, oh i'm sorry yeah <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, i know I uh kasha i have to tell you i i admire that so much i really want to say it from the bottom of my heart the, the work ethic that you have, the attitude that you have, I've only known you for a few minutes in this virtual way, but you just, you, you exude, uh, I'm sorry if I'm fawning a little, but you're, you exude just this credibility of effort and professionalism that truly will be the difference aside from the hard work itself. It's that, you know what? We can depend on Kasha. We well, know we can depend on her. Yeah. We know and she will come through. Also, talk about her changing things. I mean, Kasha, can you give some insight for folks who might not know? You know, people have heard of like Drag Story Hour. Well, you've taken it to a whole new level. I mean, do you mind like giving some insight as to, I mean, I've seen packed theaters with families and kids coming to see you do this. Somebody call Pickle. <laughs> Kasha knows what to say. Pickle. I need to shut up. All right. So, yeah, Kasha, give us some insight into this amazing. Pickle, pickle already. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're very sweet. Thank you for mentioning that I would be dependable and hardworking because this is a business. The entertainment business is a business, and the idea is, you know, when you and you're asked to do something, you say yes. You show up and you do your best. These mm -hmm. are the things that I've learned. And eventually, like anything else, word of mouth that spreads, and people will ask you back. And that's what it's about, getting asked back. Anyway, story time. So fabulous. We worked together at Blackfriars Theater, a local theater here in Rochester, and we created... Yay, Blackfriars performed there many times. Oh, okay. I love yes. Blackfriars. No, no, Sorry, no. go ahead. I appreciate that because they are fantastic. And Dresden and I have both worked there, as you have. And the idea is that we wanted to make sure that everyone felt welcome. A lot of times, story hour is designated for the kids that maybe didn't feel like they had a place. Instead, what we did with Blackfriars, we wanted to create a space where all kids were welcome. Of course, they were anywhere, but all kids. And what we're doing is we're talking to kids about if you happen to see somebody different in the world, treat them with kindness. So it's not hammering home, I'm a drag queen, I'm a drag queen. Because guess what? The kids, I was asked one time in an interview, why aren't you explaining why you're in drag? The answer to that is the kids have never asked the question. It's Mrs. Kasha Davis. That's who, that's who they're coming to see. And so that started to really snowball into this now Pee Wee Herman's, you know, the camp of yeah. Pee Wee Herman and the honesty and the messaging of Mr. Rogers.
Amazing. Um, to, I think yeah. that deserves a, a <laughs> class, honestly. Really, really, yeah. really, really. Thank does. you. And it's I'm passionate about it because I love kids. And like I said, it was there was not a place for this when I was a child. And I figure that's what you do in life. You give back and find ways to to put to put that forward. Yeah. All right. You know, when you talk about the challenges against you and just the things that you do, I bet you just wish you had a little more control over the world like if you could just set the world up in a, a way that there'd be more of that acceptance and the uh, opportunities might be a little more fairly distributed to those who work hard and so forth to me I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's times you feel that way and that is why our improv game for today is called if i were in charge of the world mm, i uh, like it and uh <laughs> The way that this works, and I, I selected it particularly because one aspect of it, Kasha, I thought you would particularly excel at, and that is that basically if you had, you're going to be given a problem. It's an everyday problem, one that is maybe not easily solved. As an example, you might say, I can't stand when I'm walking in a big city and I just want to get somewhere and all the tourists are always getting in the way of me and I, I can never step around them. Why can't there just be one lane? Let's say that was your problem. Well, what if you had unlimited wealth, access to unlimited materials, you could change laws as you wanted to, you could enable anything, There maybe there's even witchcraft involved, who knows, if you were in charge of the world, how would you solve this problem, no matter what it took? And the key is that when you start your turn at the game, you will be given a problem to solve. You must announce it in this manner. If I I would do X, Y, Z. That's a rule. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I felt that that would be right up your, your alley, so to speak. So I will start it out and demonstrate. That's only fair since uh, you've not played this game, although I'm sure you'll do it capably. So uh, what I would love, if, if, I, if I may impose, Kasha, would you give me a problem that is out in the world somewhere, and it can be the simplest of problems that you just wish could be solved? annoying things, whatever it is. And if someone could somehow solve How about the problem of people not recycling? Very good. Thank you. I will, I will solve the problem of recycling right now. <laughs> All right. If I were in charge of the world, <laughs> I would solve the problem of recycling. What I basically would do is recruit all of the unemployed people and arm them with BB guns Ooh. and give them e-scooters. And I would basically instruct them that every time they saw anyone tossing uh, anything that's not recycled, they would hit them in the dupa with a BB. <laughs> okay. That, that's, that's step one of the recycling plan. Yeah. That would okay. start to create deterrence, but it wouldn't completely solve it. <laughs> Then what I would do is build into every aluminum can a electrified system that's it's kind of hidden. But if it ever is tossed in a lower direction that looks like it's going down on the ground, it instantly electrifies oh. your hand. Okay. And oh. then And then the last third thing I would do is that if anyone is caught not recycling, they would be sent to North Korea. 
So two out of three violence is involved. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, that's Jails. a serious problem. There's really no way to solve it without violence. And that's at least how I feel about it. If I was in charge of the world. <laughs> so that's how you, well, at least how I play. So, uh, okay. so uh, Elsie, would you kindly give Dresden a problem to solve if she were in charge of the world? How about people firing off all the fireworks? In the middle of the night for <laughs> 12 hours in a row. If I were in charge of the world, I would close all the borders. I'd build a wall to Pennsylvania <laughs> where, where fireworks are legal. And that's where all the people from New York State go and get them. That's number one. Number two, I would tell the uh, municipalities that even though Miss Corona uh, was here to stay this year, to just let people watch the fireworks from their windows so people don't take matters into their own hands. And number three, I would just tell people to watch sunrises and sunsets instead of fireworks. Kumbaya. And rainbows. We and are unicorns. the world. <laughs> And peace, love, and there you go. And of course, you would do that because if you, you are. were. Because I'm queen. Oh. <laughs> Very good. All right. Thank you, Dresden. Thank you for balancing the universe from my violence to your unicorns. Very nice, uh, well, mother, mother of two. You did build I, a wall. I built yeah. a wall. I was so like, love... building so, walls. Yes. We got guns. Building walls. Cheetos. Sending people to che- <laughs> to Korea with Cheetos earlier. So it's a complete circle. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Exactly. Kasha. Wow. All right. Thank, thank you very much. Elsie, we're going to save the best for last with Kasha. No offense, Elsie. So Elsie, uh, Drez, could you give Elsie a problem to solve, please? Yes, I would love to. Wait, is Elsie solving or Kasha solving? So Elsie uh, is solving. Therefore, I'm saving Kasha for the next one. Oh, I apologize. Elsie, I would love you to help solve the fact that we, though we age, We don't want any of our rock stars from our era to ever age. We want them to look young all the time. So what do we do to uh, race that our favorite musicians from our childhood have gotten old as well? If I were in charge of the world, I would put a filter on all screens everywhere. For those of us, there would be a flip of a switch so that we wouldn't have to see, we wouldn't be disillusioned, but also those who did not want to have injections or surgeries or take pills, that it would be a drug-free, surgery-free way for them to still serve the people and the fans. And that's cage free rock stars. And that's what I would do. That's awesome. Now, would the filter be adjusting depending on who was on the screen? So it had like settings. No, it's like, no, it's like that lipstick that you put on that changes colors depending on your body temperature. Well, the filter is going to adjust so that no matter what, they look like they're prime. Mm. That's lovely. That's lovely. How can we get that? That's awesome. All right, Kasha, you're up if you're up for it. I'm going to give you a problem to solve. I don't even know what it is. I won't know until right now when I say it. Uh, Okay, the problem I want to give you, and I'm sure it's one that you've experienced, that nail polish 
it chips. It eventually chips and is such a problem and it never chips at a good time. I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know because I don't wear nail polish, but it's sort <laughs> of a thing I've noticed. So my question would be, if you had unlimited wealth, unlimited control of the laws, unlimited control of innovation, and you could tell people what to do and get away with it, how would you solve the problem of chipping? I'm going to add one more in it. I'm going to add one more to make it more fun. <laughs> Chipping nails ah. and bad weaves. Oh, okay. And everything I wanted. Go ahead. <laughs> I would be working diligently to have everyone sign up with my daughter's nail thing majig business that she has where their nails will never chip because they are stickers and that no one will be forced <laughs> to have these painted nails ever again because the stickers will not fail they will not be made of plastic they will be made of recycled materials uh, oh, hey. that have been used Catches my problem that's from right. bad weaves <laughs> these weaves will be spun into the ability to make fingernail coverings that also can be stretched out for a filter so that all celebrities <laughs> will continue oh, to look young Oh. The combination of the science between the weave and the stickers that are used for fingernails will oh. also allow the non-chippage for the filters that can be placed in front of all celebrities. And that's what I will... That's What was yours, Tristan? Uh, oh. It was the fireworks. And when you are finished with your nail stickers and you wrap them quickly around a weave, it will send off fireworks that make no sound. No sound! Oh my gosh. And that is how I will rule the world. Oh, Kasha. That is, this is the best round of this game we've ever played. Well Well played. I love how you tie it all together. We are not worthy. We're not worthy. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's going to be all about Kasha and nothing. That's it. We're done. Right after this. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Funny People Talking and Elsie at Elsie the Producer. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. All right, Kasha, you are amazing. We're going to spend a a few minutes just talking just nothing about anything except... The most important thing, and that is Mrs. Kasha Davis. So I'd kind of like to start here. To me, this is an intriguing question, but I actually don't know. Maybe it's something you often get a chance to talk about. But when you first executed the assemblage of Mrs. Kasha Davis, how is your vision of Mrs. Kasha Davis, perhaps has it transformed over the years in your own mind? Mm-hmm. what it means to you, who she is from that first moment to where it is now and and maybe even where you envision you still want that to grow. 
That's a fair question. So Mrs. Kasha Davis was born on the way back from P-Town with Mr. Davis. Steve and I were driving back. We saw Miss Richfield 1981. And I had seen drag queens before, Daring Like Pandora Box, Aggie Dune. Fabulous. I wasn't interested. I went to school for theater, ballet. I saw Miss Richfield and she was a character and she was singing live. And I said, I can do that. And so I immediately on the way home said, Steve and I talked about it, and I, it was Kasha Davis, not Mrs. yet. First pet, first street. So Kasha is an angry white poodle from Scranton, Pennsylvania. And I was born on a basic, boring street named Davis Street. Ah. And the character is, my grandmother had a dress just like this. And I, I have things made that were like my mother and my grandmother now, and my great aunt, Ida. My grandmother was a whistler back in the vaudeville days. Boy, could she blow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But Kasha Davis then, I was celebrating the aspect of me, Ed, that I've suppressed for so many years. And I was also being, it was Ed with an exclamation point. And so Kasha then was a raging alcoholic. And it was the housewife alcoholic who, who did the, the recipes but got drunk and never finished it. And I made videos that like that on YouTube called Kasha's Balls of Love and and everybody loves my balls, you know, and then by the end I'm drunk. <laughs> of course. And beer in the rear, chicken, you know, and I make these the, these <laughs> things. Well, it's changed because as life progressed, I realized I truly am an alcoholic and I've been sober now for five years. Yay! Thank you. And now I've realized as time has gone on more, I'm still Ed with an exclamation point. But as I sit here in my basement with lights around me and I'm being more honest than ever. And so that's where it's evolving. And I used to really put on the character. And now I'm, I can hear myself, yes, I'm acting. And yes, I'm playing up some of the Kasha-isms. But I'm being Ed and the most genuine way I can and being honest. And I think that's where I'm starting to see more traction. Here, here. Isn't that interesting? The more we reveal of ourselves, often the more it connects with other people because it's that true organic. I don't even want to say authentic. It's just yeah. truly organic. I tell people, uh, other peers of mine, just tell the truth because that's what yeah. everybody – we're human beings. Technology doesn't matter. I used to manage a telemarketing call center, and I used to tell the telemarketers, I'm like, you have to sit up. You have to be in a good mood. People can tell. Yes. You know? And so – Technology is just, it's a tool, but we still have to be ourselves. It's a lesson I used to teach, and now I'm learning it for myself. You know, the greatest acting advice has also been the best personal and business advice I ever got. And I just want to share it because I, it really mirrors what you're, you're saying, Kasha. And that is, don't ever try to be, especially like in an audition room, but don't ever try to be what you think other people want you to be. Because if you miss the mark, you'll look like you're not doing it well. But if you try to be you and you miss the mark, when they need someone like you, you'll be the first person. Oh my God, I love it. And I... I, I always have thought about I that I auditioned lot, so. for RuPaul's Drag Race seven times, and the seventh time I got on. The six previous times, I was trying to give them what they wanted. And what does that mean? You know, a drag queen is, you know, she's sassy, she's shady, does splits. I was trying to lose so much weight and try to give them what they want. And finally, that seventh time, I was like, F it. I'm just going to be me. And as we recorded our tape, which is a long process to get on, Steve would be recording with me, and we'd be like, that's not you. Be yourself. And we kept doing it over and over. And then that worked. Hmm. Now, speaking to Stephen, 
the fact that Mr. and Mrs. Davis have become a very popular couple in your circles of fanship. I mean, the fact that, you know, your real life is now, Stephen, is part of your yeah. persona. Well, you know, we've been married 17 years, seven legal, three happy. And um, no, you're supposed to laugh at the three <laughs> happy sorry. part. It's just so <laughs> believable. <laughs> no, no, no. So we, we no, we're 17 happy years. And he's always been a part of the process. Because when I first started doing drag, I was working this full-time job. And it was my outlet because I was not able to do theater. And I was dying inside. But then drag became this great opportunity for me to do it after work. It was late night, you know. But then Stephen's always there. I mean, I don't know how to do this technology or the lights. I just, I know how to do the makeup and the hair. And I know how to be on camera. But he helps me in so many ways. And then I said, listen, I talk about you all the time. People are asking about you. Come to DragCon. Come to the events. And they, they do. And they, you know, they love to see the married couple, you know. Another happy thing that people can relate to and aspire to, which is really exciting. So when you perform, and I know there's different ways, as you've indicated before, that you perform, um, you know, you perform on television, you perform in story time, you perform on stage and many other things. When is the moment that you feel the most exhilaration, whether it's the type of performance or whether it's a moment in a performance that is the most adrenaline. It comes back to acting because that's my passion. You know, when I lip sync a song, if I'm really connected to it, like Liza Minnelli, I don't remember the performing it because I feel as though like, you know, when you're really in a role as fellow actors, you know, you're like, I lost myself on stage there for, I just went into that character. And so it's when I'm acting and dancing, but most recently I was presented with the opportunity to stand up at the Carlson comedy club here in Rochester And I was like, this is amazing. Like, because, you know, as drag queens, we're always hosting and talking and stuff. And just doing some of our shtick, that has been a lot of fun. Right. You got to move behind your one line. And have, you know, tell the whole story, you know. Yeah. Time flies and and you get to ride that laughter, which is so much fun. Or the crickets, because sometimes that happens. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. How has even the way we talked about the journey of your identification with your own self and your own alter ego, if you will. And forgive me for putting it that way. That may not. No, it's fine for me. You know, it depends on. Okay. Because we've talked about all that at the beginning. Yeah. Some people it's different, but for me, it's definitely an alter ego like Batgirl. I always wanted to have that dressing room. Yes. Oh, great. I like that. Yes. Perfect. Uh, So there aren't. Though, you know, so right at this moment, for example, I was I was endeavoring to be very respectful and sensitive to whatever is the most true to how you see yourself and and respecting that. So my question is, not everybody gets it. Not everybody understands, obviously. Not everybody respects what you perform and and how you want to be and and how you are. And when I say how Mm -hmm. you are, I mean the way that you choose to share parts of yourself and the way you choose to perform. So my question is, is number one, how do you deal with that? I don't even mean inside, although I'm very happy to hear that, but how do you deal with that when you encounter that someone that's not expecting you and that may not be something they align with? How do you respond to that? Number one. And number two, have you seen a change over time in the way that you've 
responded to that as you've grown and learned different ways to respond? You know, because we're, drag is becoming more mainstream and we are talking more about gender and identity, people want to know more and they want to be careful. And I respect that you are being so sensitive to those thoughts and those ideas and, and, and trying to understand people. I think it's a journey for all of us. I know that I have created a character that for the most part can go into most any situation. I can entertain children and I can entertain gay people and I can entertain straight people. And so it's not as threatening as others. I don't Mm -hmm. get as much hate. There are drag queens that get a lot of hate. Unfortunately, our queens of color get so much hate. Evil, just death threats, it needs to change. And sometimes from their own community, unfortunately, there's a story of a situation where uh, trans women were being attacked in Hollywood Boulevard recently, a couple days ago, and maybe a week or two ago. I don't know exactly how what time frame. Anyway, other people of color were laughing and no one was coming to their aid and people were filming it. And it was just, we're getting somewhere, but it's not there yet. And so... I'm learning, you know, because the idea of the difference in gender and people, you know, transitioning was not a big thing that was open and out from in in my experience being in drag. So it's more and more now. And so basically, it's a matter for me of, you know, asking people and, and ensure and respecting like you are, you know, what their wishes are. You know, when I get hate now, my mother taught me something as a child that I'll never forget. She knew I was getting bullied and she knew why. It was because I was, you know, feminine. And people would call me fairy, fag, whatever. And she said, Eddie, you will never go wrong if you, whenever somebody says something, compliment them. And she said, say something nice. Say, say like, you know, I like your blouse. You know, she's a fancy lady. So, of course, this football player insults me and I say to him while he's wearing a jersey, I like your blouse. Well, everybody laughs. <laughs> you know? And... It broke the ice. Like, you you know, everybody was like, okay. And so I didn't know blouse was not something, you know. And so I do. I like a nice fancy flowery (laughs) blouse now as Ed. But the idea there was that if you kill them with kindness, they can't come back with anything else. So when I get approached with negativity online, I compliment them. And I've had apologies even several years later where some young kids were like, I don't know why I said that. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You know, and that is my motto, you know, from my mother, God rest her soul. But, you know, I don't have it as bad as others. That is a character that, as far as your fan base, just love you because you're like a mom. And I think, you know, at first you're like, okay, I don't want to necessarily be older than the other drag queens who are, who yeah. have, because you have a huge social following and your warmth has come through and embraced it and the fans are embracing it. Well, thank you. And, you know, I also learned it's not about, I think I read this in a book, it's not about how many likes you have. It's getting the ones that like you to love you. Oh. Uh, oh. And love that. Yeah, that's wonderful. And because then the, they are going to tell their brothers and their sisters and their neighbors, oh, this particular character or this podcast or whatever, because we get so caught up in comparison. I do. I look at other people's mm. numbers and I'm like, oh. But it's not about that. And then when I get too caught up, then I get that message from somebody who says, thank you so much for your video that you you posted. It really saved me today. It really helped me today. It made me laugh. It made me feel... 
that's worth more than any amount of money because you never know who is watching and who's listening and how you're affecting people's lives. And that's what really entertainment's all about. Uh, Kasha, I have to tell you, that is literally, I'm not joking or exaggerating, one of the most, the wisest things I've ever heard anyone say on probably the more than seven to 800 interviews that I've produced. Oh, well, that's And I, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate hearing that. It's just so important. And one more thing, Kasha teams up with um, a gentleman by the name of Brock, who is the first ever out hockey player, and he's Canadian. Mm. And they do a video series together. The Rona has paused a lot of things, including that. But their main goal is so kids today out there can say, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. This is okay. And it's it's called This Is Shit because I thought, okay, hang on before you have, you know, the idea is if somebody wants to tear it down, we already titled it that. And the idea is that we are on there telling the truth, talking about things. We had Darian Lake, who's a top four contestant and a drag queen from yep. Rochester area. She was on talking about you know her weight loss and her journey of the struggle with weight and what it was like you know in, inside of her head. You know, so and people talking about the sh crap that they go mm -hmm. through in their lives. You know, and again, it's just sharing those things. And I think it's so important because, again, some people will be like, oh, I don't have a lot of followers. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter what I say about, you know, things that are going on in the world. Well, you never know who's listening and who is going to affect, you know, if, if, if a dad who's struggling with his kid coming out sees this yeah, and sees that this is somebody living a mm -hmm. happy, healthy life, then he's going to say like, okay, I'm just trying to protect my kid. Wow. And I yeah. don't know a lot, but yeah. this this particular example is helping me, you know. So where where can they just look under the title on yeah. YouTube? We've got videos on YouTube videos. and then Wow Presents Plus is the platform, but they've transitioned them over to YouTube because of because of COVID and so. Just just fantastic. Oh gosh, thank you for that. You know, I want to ask you Kasha, I'm going to just pivot mildly here, but it's still in the same milieu. And that is uh Clearly, as you've demonstrated, you have a, a very, very thick comic undertone to who you are as as Ad, but obviously who you are as Mrs. Kasha Davis. It's filled to the brim with very natural comedic tendency. But I also see a, a, a serious vein under there also. So they're, they're coexisting very nicely uh, from what I see. I'm, I'm not trying to size you up, just <laughs> saying that's my observation. So my question is, other than trying to disassemble a difficult moment using comedy to change the tune, if you will, how do you feel that you employ comedy? and deploy comedy in what you do how do you even think about the nature of humor as you build perhaps um, a routine that you want to do or you're thinking about okay this dress is going to go with this wig is going to mm -hmm. go with this jewelry that you know and i want it to be a little more comedic than the last thing i did so this is the story i'm going to build you know even the, all the things behind you that the listener can't see but you know all there's this whole set you've kind of built behind you and what we're seeing in video here and it's all been selected some of the things are selected to have comic effect i yeah. assume so i'm sorry that's a that pickle i'm calling pickle on myself <laughs> But well, my, my, just, uh, the word is pickle. So, so basically, I'm asking you, 
what is your approach to humor in whatever well, way you feel you can As you were it? asking the question, I was brought to my one-woman show, There's Always Time for a Cocktail. That's yeah. my catchphrase. That's uh, you know what I said when I was eliminated from RuPaul's Drag Race. I said, there's always time for a cocktail. And uh, I have a cabaret show that has a lot of humor, but it also deals with the difficult relationship my father and I had. It deals with my mother's passing and that dramatic time when my queen passes. And as I'm telling the story of a mother dying, the audience might be emotional, but then I'll flip into, you know, something funny that she said, and we can laugh in those difficult times. I think those are the best laughs because Mm. we have all really similar experiences. One way or another, everybody has something similar. You have loss, you've struggled, and you've come over them one way or another. And so when we can see that, when we can see ourselves in the person on stage and relate, then we can laugh because it's really we're laughing about our own situations that we're dealing with. So that's my take there. I myself, Ed, for the most part, I'm kind of quiet. This is You hear this about a lot of comedians and uh, entertainers. You know, I'm a little bit more quiet. And the wig and the dress just brings, this, you know, something else out in me. And uh, it's permission. Permission. It's permission. But it's also, you know, I have to say this. I have had the, the joy of five years of sobriety. And it's taught me so much about being connected with honesty and connection with other people, spirituality. So to me, there's fun and humor in all of that because it's all connected. You see all the swirls behind me. Everything, everyone's connected one way or another. And mm. th- because I know that you've had this experience one way or another that I'm going to talk about. And that's why you're laughing because you're not necessarily laughing at me. You're laughing with me. So Kasha, what would you say is uh, reflecting on that? Thank you for that answer, by the way. You know, there's much more ahead, but as you kind of look back over the years that you've been Mrs. Kasha Davis or Kasha Davis, anyway, if you were to select one or two key moments that you're the most proud of in your performance, I, I don't mean how you might have touched someone, you know, uh, but, but well, yeah, but yeah, I, I walk right into that one, but yeah, I, mean, I haven't know, fondled not... anybody. Mrs. <laughs> Davis is, she's never had, no, that's not for me. Yeah. No, Mr. Davis and Mrs. Davis. No, it's that's nope. <laughs> so from a performance, <laughs> but from a performance standpoint where you say, Oh my gosh, that one night in Toledo yeah. that I killed because this happened and it was like, I've never been able to do it like that again because that's, I'll always remember that moment. Is are there certain moments you just their banner stand out? Yeah, I think there's two. You. The first one when I knew my life was changing when I walked onto the set of RuPaul's Drag Race, they brought you in. You had to stay quiet. You walk behind. They put this mirror that seems like it's from the floor to the ceiling. This tall, tall mirror, and they're like, "Last look," and you look at yourself. And then the producer pulls the mirror aside and said, "Everything about your life is going to change from this moment on." And they say, "Go," and I. I felt like I was jumping off a cliff and I walked onto the set, which you're not allowed to see. And I walk onto the set and there's just all these cameras. And I'm like in the, as I'm performing in the back of my, like making my entrance introduction in the back of my head, I'm like, wow, my life really is changing. And I was so grateful to have that. Like, finally I'm doing what I love. Not because, you know, a lot of us theater people are told, well, get a real job because you never, nobody ever makes it wrong. (laughs) 
you know, yes, sometimes you have to have multiple jobs to get by, but the bottom line is you follow what you love one way or another. And, yeah. and then the other is I got to open for Bianca Del Rio for a leg of her comedy tour, which is an absolute dream come true. And of course she's selling out the place and I get to welcome them. And I don't even need to be great because I'm the opener. You know, it's like, woo, you know, but I got to get out on stage to these packed houses and do my thing. And it was in- incredible. Including she, Carnegie she Hall. She sold out Carnegie wow. Hall. I didn't open for her, but I got to introduce her that night. And I stood there and I'm like, Judy Garland's been on this stage, you know, and uh, it was a big moment for me. But that tour would be the second. What is the biggest thing that's coming next for you that you got to shout from the rooftops? And how can people connect with you or follow you? Well, the biggest thing that's coming next for me is I get to take the duct tape off of my <laughs> chest <laughs> and release. Oh my god! Um, that is, you know, same, same, <laughs> same, same, same. No, honestly, I, my my schedule. I've got bookings here from my basement, and I look forward to my story time. And I look forward to. I do a new series on Mondays. It's Mondays with MKD. And, you know, a lot of these queens do these makeup tutorials. Let me show you how to put my makeup on. I take my makeup off and I tell Mm. something about life, my life thus far. I tell a little bit of a truth and it's exposing. And you can catch all that on Mrs. Kasha Davis. You can catch me on Twitter. Insta snatch, oh, Instagram. That's something. Someone trademarked that. That's gonna. That could be a thing. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. Well, no. So I, when I talk about those, uh, the reason why I was that was I was saying that is when I do my cameos, I'm like, listen. I think we found our episode title. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. You can follow me on Twitter, Insta Snatch, or Faceplace. You know what would an old auntie say? That's how she would say. Yes. I was on Faceplace and I saw you. So it's Mrs. Kasha Davis. You can find me all those places. And Google me. I can't believe I show up. And then I'm on YouTube. There's like a couple hundred videos. So. Wow, we. Well. Because she's work Workhorse horse. queen. Yes. Workhorse queen. Well, this is true. Sometimes I say this, but this is one of those moments that I just truly, genuinely wish we could steal you for like two or three more hours and have a couple cocktails <laughs> and just talk and talk because this is just the greatest time. And I, I, I really admire you so much. Well, thank Congratulations you. on here, everything here. you've earned. Whoop. And, yes, and yes, yes, yes. Oh, so, well, uh, thank you so much for taking the time and energy to join us and share just a little corner of your incredible life. And we wish you the very best. This clearly a very bright spotlight you're walking closer and closer to. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me. It's always wonderful to meet new people. And I'll be looking for my licorice coffee. No question mail. about it. It's coming. I won't Trust forget. me. And, and, and I would, <laughs> I would uh, uh, shamelessly ask that when you receive it, we would love to see the results. You've got to, got to see you tasting it for the first time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll oh, have a whole new that, that, That's just worth it right there. All right. Well, anyway, uh, uh, Mrs. <laughs> Kasha Davis, the incredible, the delectable, the yes. impressive, yes. Uh, and unique individual. Thank and you thank very you, much. And thank you, Mr. Davis, for handling the tech. Yes. 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 Mr. Exactly. Davis on technology. Can we see him? Can we see He's up in the Mr. recliner Davis watching TV at this point. Oh. He's like, it's you, over. It's yeah. over. Game called. He's like, would you stop so, yapping right. down there? I can't watch forensic files or whatever. 
All right, Kasha, thank you so much. <laughs> Wonderful to meet you. And uh, you. that is it, everybody, for a truly stupendous episode of Funny People Talking. What a way to start the week. That's it. Thank you so much for listening. You know how much we truly appreciate it. Please check out Elsie's videos at Elsie, the producer, and follow us at Funny People Talking for my good friend, Elsie. Thanks. And my other good friend, Dresden. Mm-hmm. I love it. Pickle. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mark Rako. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. And by the way, won't you stay funny? Bye-bye. That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, uh, boy, what a crock. This was Funny People Talking. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at Funny People Talking or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Connect.